Hi, I'm Phil, and I'm here with my co-host Tammy, and together we're the hosts of the Homicide Canada podcast. Uh, this is the uh, October Homicides in Canada episode, uh, where we're going to go over all the homicides, well, well, give you some statistics and go over some of the more noteworthy homicides that occurred in Canada in October 2022. I believe, Tammy, is this the 31st episode of the yep. podcast? All right, so prime number. Uh, that's pretty much the only thing noteworthy about 31. Uh, okay, let's, uh, we have uh, a website, homicidecanada.com, and if you go there, uh, basically we try to have like a, a page on every homicide in Canada that happens, and then, yeah, and then we also have um, some statistics in that. Uh, let's see here, what else have we got? Uh, okay, and yeah, we're on social media too. Uh, we're on Twitter, uh, homicide underscore Canada. So our DMs are open. Uh, as of yet, we are not verified. Uh, we looked into <laughs> it, and it seemed a bit complicated. Uh, obviously, we're not a big operation. But now I'm kind of wondering that uh, if I, we could just pay $8 and be verified, I'm not sure. So <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe we'll do that and get the blue check mark. Uh, okay, yeah. And besides Twitter, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I would just go to those sites and uh, type in Homicide Canada and, uh, our respective pages should pop up and yeah, you can follow us that way. If, if you so desire, uh, we are not on TikTok as of yet. Um, I don't know, that seems kind of weird. I don't know how we could do that, but who knows? Maybe everybody else is getting on it. Uh, all right, let's go to some stats so far. So I calculated this so far of the homicides we know the year to date, uh, there are, has been 623 so far. Uh, 451 known males uh, versus uh, 130 known females, uh, and that projects out to a total uh, this year of 724, and that compares to our count from last year of 690. So, um, yeah, that's it. Looks like definitely we'll have more homicides this year than yeah. last year because usually, as the year goes along, um, I would say, and even into next year, we find out about some homicides from this year and that so yeah like the fact the ones that we know about is is already projecting an okay amount more then yeah it's it's probably going to definitely be higher although to be fair that 724 versus 690 i don't know it's roughly like five percent more so i don't know maybe it could end up being 10 percent more i don't know we'll see um yeah because there's basically what's today today we're recording this november 10th so yeah like almost two months of the year left um yeah that calculates out to a homicide rate per 100,000 of 1.89. Uh, okay, let's go through the homicide projected, uh, I guess, uh, homicide rate per 100,000 for all the provinces. Uh, at the top is Manitoba at 6.58. Um, second is uh, Saskatchewan at 5.44. Um, Saskatchewan actually had the most or the highest homicide rate in Canada last year, so... And before that, in the years we've tracked, it was always Manitoba. So kind of a return to form. And then the next one's uh, British Columbia at 2.7. That's a big drop from Saskatchewan's 5.44. Uh, Alberta at 2.62. New Brunswick at 1.65. Ontario at 1.59. Uh, Nova Scotia at 1.56. Uh, then a big drop down to Quebec at 0.79. Newfoundland at 0.46. And Prince Edward Island is at zero because they haven't had a homicide yet this year. Uh, yeah, and then the big uh, municipalities, what's their homicide rates uh, per 100,000? I'll just go through them quickly. Uh, and this pro just projecting out for the full year. So Manitoba was not top, and of the big cities, Winnipeg is also uh, at the top at 6.82. And it's actually a pretty big drop down to 
Regina at 3.59, Edmonton at 3.1, Toronto 2.54, Halifax 2.38, Montreal 2.24, Brampton uh, 2.12, Calgary 2.05, Ottawa 1.83, Mississauga 1.78, Vancouver 1.76, and Hamilton um, 0.61. So yeah, that's not all the big cities in Canada. I think we actually track more of them on our website, but yeah. This is, uh, I should probably, I have a little program that I, it trolls our website and finds out this information and then I, I copy it and put it in the, in the podcast notes. So I should probably add it. Like I don't have Surrey here. Um, uh, I, don't Laval. I don't have Laval. Yeah. I should probably, yeah. I'll remember that. Thunder Bay. Time. Thunder Bay. Thunder <laughs> Bay isn't really that big though. So I don't know. I don't know what my cutoff should be. Should it be 500,000 people or 400 or 300? Actually. Yeah. yeah that's a good question. Know. I'll have to figure it. I'll think about it. Uh, yeah, write in to us if or send us a message if you uh, want your city on it. Although, if your city only has 5,000 people, I don't know if we can do that. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we also have an email address uh, that's info at homicidecanada.com. So, yeah, hit us up for anything, like, especially if we've missed a murder. Uh, we might know about the murder and, like, you know, we don't update, like, you know, like 24 7. Uh, but, you know, sometimes, especially for smaller places and, like, Often Quebec and outside of Montreal, it's a bit tougher for us. Um, so yeah, if I tell us that for sure. Uh, also, yeah, on the website you can ha- there's a page for each province in that, so you can check out all the homicide victims there. Uh, the links to them, and we also have one for the bigger cities too, or rather, we have pages for the bigger municipalities in that. So say you're from a city, and I don't know, say Vancouver, and you want to know how many homicides there's been, uh, you can go to that page and. You'll see the number, and you'll also see links to all the individual homicides. Okay, so the October homicide stats. So far, there were 66 homicides in October compared to 66 in 2021, but we're also recording probably a week earlier than we normally do, so you never know what will happen okay, in the next yeah, week. Okay, yeah, for sure. Uh, it is pretty close, though, I guess yeah. that's fair to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there were 12 female victims, 51 males, and four unknown genders, still unknown. All right, so it could go up, could go up slightly. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so just be aware of that. Uh, all right, I'll go through the youngest and oldest victims of the month. Uh, so the oldest victim was 88-year-old Q Lam uh, in the city of Ottawa, our nation's capital. Uh, and Q Lam, I believe, is female. Is that correct? Yep. Um, yeah, Okay. Q is spelled K-I-E-U. Uh, all right. So Ottawa police were called to the 1200 block of Beaumont Street at approximately 1225 a.m. on October 31st. Uh, on arrival, uh, officers located uh, Q Lem, 88, deceased, and said that they were investigating the death as a homicide. And then uh, it turns out the victim's two daughters, uh, Chow Ken Lam, 56, and Hugh A. Lam, 59, have both been charged with first-degree murder. Um, so yeah, that's, um, not, well, I guess the one thing is if someone is quite old and they're killed, sadly it is often their, their child, it seems. So yeah, yeah. but 88 is pretty old and the two of them that's, and the sisters too. So that's a little unusual. Uh, the youngest, uh, seven month old Oakland Reed Cunningham in High Prairie, I believe that's Alberta, uh, RCMP received a report from the uh, High Prairie Hospital on the sudden death of a baby boy on October 6th at approximately 4.30 p.m. Uh, police said the seven-month-old uh, boy was killed in a home in High Prairie, but not his own home. Uh, police would not elaborate on the case, uh, and as we said at the top, the victim has been identified as Oakland 
Reed Cunningham. Uh, an autopsy was performed on Tuesday, October 11th at the Edmonton office of the chief medical examiner, and the death, infant's death uh, was ruled a homicide. Uh, police said there are persons of interest in the case. However, no arrests have made this time. Um, well, it, yeah, obviously, this is all, these are always tragedies. It's, mm-hmm. it's interesting the fact that there hasn't been an arrest made yet. Um, I suppose the thing is this, if he was killed in a home that's not his home and that, um, I guess it could be like a fairly chaotic situation of knowing like who it was and that. So. Yeah. Or maybe it was like a, like a babysitter, like a home daycare sure, or something. Yeah. But you'd wonder then if they'd already, well, I guess maybe they're just gathering data and that. So yeah. Usually when it's a baby, they don't really talk much about yeah, it. That's true. Uh, okay, uh, so let's go over like the number of homicides per province. Uh, Ontario, uh, the most popular province, or <laughs> not? <laughs> I don't know if Ontario is the most popular province. I think it's probably the most populous province is what yeah. I was trying to say. So unsurprisingly, it had the highest uh, number of homicides in the country in October with 22. Uh, Alberta had 11. There were second. Uh, Quebec, which is the most second populous province, was third at what eight. Uh, then Saskatchewan was six. Actually, whoops, this nope, looks like I, it's out of order. All right, so <laughs> all right, so I'll, re- I'll have to go to this. So Quebec, BC, and Manitoba were all tied with third at eight, and then it goes Saskatchewan with six, and then uh, New Brunswick with three. Wow, that's a lot for New yeah. Brunswick. Uh, and then everything, everyone else had no homicides in October. So that's Saskatchewan. No, sorry. Nova Scotia had zero. Uh, Yukon Territory had zero. Newfoundland had zero. Nunavut had zero. Northwest Territories had zero. And PEI had, had zero. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, all right. So. And the cities with more than one homicide, Toronto had seven. Montreal also had seven. One of them was a double homicide. Ottawa had four. Um, there was a double homicide and... A really weird one that we'll talk about. Oh, okay. I'm interested about this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Winnipeg had four. Burnaby had three, and there was a double homicide there. Calgary had two. Edmonton had three. Innisville had two, which was a double homicide of two police officers. Lavelle had three, and that was there was a double homicide of two children. Regina had two. Saanich had two which was a double homicide, and Sudbury had two, which was double murder-suicide, I guess. Wow, so that's like a lot of double homicides here this month, it seems. So like, yeah. what is there, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think that's more than, more than was the it a- August that we Yeah, had? August there had a, a lot too. too. So yeah, so I don't, I don't know what, that's, what that means, but yeah, usually there's not that many double homicides, but no. Oh, okay. Uh, murders by type. 32 unknown or unreported, 17 shootings, 7 stabbings, 5 beatings, and 4 other this month. Okay, so yeah, pretty standard shooting. It's a lot more than stabbing, and then, but still the thing is, yeah, a lot that we don't know. So Yeah. But I'd, yeah, I'd like to know, like, um, of these unknown ones, like how many of them, like what's, like how many of them are shooting in that? So I don't, I feel like if there's a shooting that, uh, that's, that's the one that's most likely going to get reported just because, like, yeah, you know, some neighbor or something could have said, like, I heard shots, and then usually it'll get reported as that. But anyways, um, yeah, we should probably – you know what we could do if we were uh, – had a ton of time? We could, like, as every trial goes through, track it, and then yeah. keep track of that, and then we could come back and say in the last five years it's been this. But uh, We'll have to hire someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would take a lot of time. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. So now we're the part of the the podcast for for our monthly, or I guess our monthly murder podcast, um, where we go through the more noteworthy murders and that. So, uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so two South Simcoe, Ontario police officers were fatally shot in the line of duty in Innisfil. Um, I believe that's just north of Barrie, um, or maybe it's just south of Barrie. Uh, I think. Well, it's anyway. I think it's close to Barrie. Uh, South Simcoe police responded to a disturbance at a home in the area of, uh, of the 25th side road and ninth line in the town of Innisfilville on October 11th at approximately 7.55 PM. Uh, on arrival, both officers were shot inside the home. Uh, the suspect was also shot and pronounced deceased at approximately 8 PM. Uh, the officers were rushed to Royal Victoria regional healthcare center by emergency run where one of them died. Uh, the second officer was airlifted to a Toronto, Toronto seminar where he also died of his injuries. Uh, the victims have been identified as constable, uh, constable Den- Devin Northrup, 33 and constable Morgan Russell, uh, 54. Uh, Northrup was a six year member of the service assigned to the community mobilization and engagement unit. Uh, Russell was a 33 year, your member of the service and in a trained crisis negotiator assigned to uniform patrol. Um, the shooter has been identified as 23 year old Chris Doncaster, uh, special investigations unit spokesperson, uh, Christy Dennett said the rifle used in the shooting of the officers was an SKS rifle. Uh, and the rifle was, or yeah, the rifle was recovered at the scene by investigators. Now I believe this, um, I guess this, uh, who is the, the murderer here? Um, Chris, Doncaster. Yeah, Chris Doncaster. I guess he. This occurred at his grandmother's house. Yeah, I guess like she wanted him out. And, yeah, and he did do apparently some military training, but he didn't get through his uh, uh what do you call it? Boot basic camp? Ba- basic training. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, that's so. Yeah, that's obviously it's. Uh, police killings are quite rare in in Canada, I would say, and yeah, there's. T- two already and as we're going to discuss later there's there's a third person and uh yeah i don't like i don't know obviously we've only been tracking homicides since i don't know roughly 2015 and uh three in one month police officers that's yeah, like that's all, a lot. It's never like that's i don't think there's been a month uh, anywhere close to that no okay the next one here um an 11 year old boy and a 13 year old girl were killed in lavelle and their father is facing a first-degree murder charge. Lavelle police responded to a call from neighbors on Lausen Street around 6 p.m. on October 17th. On arrival, police discovered the children ages 11 and 13 in critical condition. The victims were rushed to hospital where they both died of their injuries. Police have not released the cause of death, however, a police source told Global News that the two children were drowned in the bathtub. A third person, their, the older daughter, managed to flee the home and headed to a neighbor's house and called 911 for help. The victims have been identified as brother and sister. A 46-year-old man identified as the victim's father has been arrested and taken to hospital for unspecified injuries. He's facing two charges of first-degree murder and assault in relation to the strangling of his wife, Rama Rani Aurora, who fled to the neighbors. And as of October 21st, Kamaljit Aurora, the 45-year-old father, remained in a coma and is still unable to appear before a judge. So I'm not, they, 
from what I gathered, he tried to kill himself too. Okay, yeah. And he's been put into like a coma at the hospital and they woke him up to see if he was medically sound to face trial. Yeah. yeah, his charges and he's not. So who knows what's going to happen there. Yeah, that's obviously, yeah, a really sad case. And mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one. So this is the third uh, police officer that was killed in Canada uh, in October. Uh, Constable Shailen Yang uh, was fatally stabbed in the line of duty in uh, Burnaby, B.C. Uh, the RCMP said that Constable Yang, 31, partnered with a city of Burnaby employee and was gauged, engaged in her duties at a homeless camp on Gilmore Way on October 18th at approximately 11.05 a.m. Uh, according to reports, Yang was helping a city employee check on a man living in a tent. Uh, investigators said there was an altercation and Yang was stabbed. Uh, Yang was rushed to, to uh, Vancouver General Hospital, where she was pronounced deceased. Uh, the suspect was also shot and injured and remains in hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, an investigation into the murder of Constable Yang is also underway and will be conducted by the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team. Uh, according to reports, Yang announced that she was going in to administer uh, naloxone as she thought the man inside the tent was experiencing an overdose when the man responded. Uh, exited the tent and threatened the park's officer. Um, the accused then lunged at Yang and stabbed her in the chest. Uh, Yang shot the accused two times, however, he, he survived. Um, on October 19, 2022, 37-year-old Zhang Wan Ham of Burnaby was charged with first-degree murder. Uh, he remains in custody following his arrest on October 18th. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, obviously the third police officer was killed. And... Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose especially sad, uh, the fact that uh, it seemed that she believed she was, like, trying to save someone for an overdose and that. Um, Yeah. So, obviously, I think all across Canada, um, encampments are obviously um, occurring everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah, they're um, somewhat controversial. And I would say, like, yeah, people are concerned um, about violence in them and that. And, yeah, yeah. this, yeah, so, yeah, just uh, a sad case, and, yeah, I don't know what to say really about that, so. So this is the weird Ottawa one I was talking about, the double okay. homicide. Ottawa police investigate a shooting where two men fatally shot each other. Okay, wow. Yeah. Uh, Ottawa police and emergency responders were called to the area of Tompkins Avenue and 10th Line Road on the report of injured people on October 5th at 8.53 p.m. On arrival, police located one man deceased and a second man was located with critical injuries and rushed to hospital where he later succumbed to his injuries. A third man received non-life-threatening injuries and was released from hospital. The victims have been identified as 20-year-old Crystal Cannon Murphy Nimblet, and the other victim has been identified as Mohammed Omar Mohammed, 23, of Ottawa. Investigators have determined that their deaths were a result of an exchange of gunfire between the two. The two men were both seated inside a car at the time, and no suspects are being sought, and the investigation continues to determine the events that led to this tragic event. So that's even more wild that they're both in a car yeah. in a sickard. <laughs> like That's, yeah, like, obviously, we have seen cases in the past where people have been killed, like, 
shooting each other. Yeah. But yeah, this is like inside a car. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's just, pretty heated argument yeah, or something. Yeah. So obviously we don't we don't know yet. Nothing's been reported on like what the reason would be. Um, no, but you think if one man survived, I'm sure it'll come out eventually. Yeah. Maybe. And obviously. Um, both of them must have been carrying in that. So yeah, yeah, yeah probably, it's crazy. probably not Joe Q public in that. No. So, okay. Uh, all right. So Toronto homicide number 59, um, scar in uh, the Scarborough school, uh, Woburn collegiate. Uh, it was placed in a knockdown following a double shooting that killed one student or one person, I guess. Was that a student or yeah. a student and injured another, uh, Toronto police were called to a double shooting uh, at the front of Scarborough's Rubarn Collegiate, October 31st at approximately 3.22 p.m. Uh, Jefferson Peter Chardelli Guare, 18, of Toronto, was rushed to hospital with gunshot wounds where he died of his injuries. Uh, the second victim, a 15-year-old boy, was transported to a trauma center via emergency run and is now in stable condition. Um, according to reports, the school went into lockdown just before 3.30 p.m., and the Toronto City District School Board announced an end of the lockdown around 5.15. Uh, police said the suspect fled the area westbound and is described as male, black, and wearing a black jacket and a COVID mask. Uh, so, yeah, as of yet, I guess there's been no arrests in this case then? No. Yeah, that's like Halloween, and I, yeah, that's I guess. why I had so, to yeah. specify COVID mask, Yeah, not... Okay, not yeah, not a Halloween mask. Yeah, yeah so that was three twenty-two on yeah on Halloween. Yeah, um, at the school. So yeah, obviously, well, not obviously in that, but uh, some sort of beef in that. And uh, yeah, I mean, well, I wouldn't say it's amazing that they haven't uh, had an arrest yet, but um, yeah, okay. Yeah, you would think though, like at three twenty-two, that's probably when a high school's getting. Oh, yeah, out when they're getting out, the they could be getting out now. Yeah. Yeah, so, you would think there would be a lot of people around. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess the one thing is, um, wearing a COVID mask, I think makes you harder to identify in that. Yeah. So, um, but I have to feel that somebody knows something, but you would especially think. if it was at the front of the school, but, uh, I don't know. It's obviously, um, not that long since it happened. So no. yeah, we'll see if there's an arrest soon. Sudbury police investigate a double murder suicide. Sudbury police responded to a residence on Caruso Street in Coniston in relation to an unknown trouble call at, on October 30th at 6.20 p.m. On arrival, police said there were immediate concerns for the person's well-being. Officers located 46-year-old Brian Desmoreau and 43-year-old Janet Desmoreau and 17-year-old Ashton Desmoreau, all deceased. The deceased are father, mother, and son, who all lived in the same residence. And on November 8th, police, police announced that 17-year-old Ashton Desmoreau was responsible for the murder-suicide that took the lives of his parents. So, um, I guess the one thing is that um, if he had lived in that, like, I was a little surprised that we know his name because he's mm -hmm. only 17, but I, obviously he's not alive anymore, so... I guess, um, and yeah, I suppose if you had to say that they, the, the parents were not the shooters, then obviously it'd be obvious who did it in that. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, the next one, uh, this is a, a sad, strange one. Uh, Toronto homicide 56, 
uh, of the year. Uh, police investigated the fatal shooting of Edwin Farley Alvarado uh, Quintero at an indoor soccer field. Um, Toronto police responded to a shooting at an indoor soccer field in the area of Dufferin Street and Finch Avenue West on October 9th at approximately 7.20 p.m. Uh, police arrived to find Edwin Farley Alvarado Quintero, 49, of Woodbridge, Ontario, suffering from a, uh, a gunshot wound. Uh, the victim was transported to the hospital, where he was later pronounced deceased. Uh, investigators said two other men were also injured and rushed to the hospital, uh, one with life-threatening injuries. Uh, according to reports, Edward was a longtime referee who was attempting to de-escalate de an altercation between two opposing players uh, when he was killed. Uh, the shooter was a spectator who attempted to shoot one of the players. Uh, Edwin was not the intended target. Uh, a GoFundMe campaign has been created to help the family with funeral expenses. Uh, homicide investigators are seeking assistance from the public in identifying four men who are persons of interest in the case. Uh, their photos can be seen on our website in the original post. Uh, anyone with information on any of these men who are persons of interest and are, are asked to contact police at 416-808-7400. Or Crime Stop Stoppers anonymously at four one six two 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 tips. Um, I guess, uh, yeah, like he's a referee at a soccer game, yeah. and I guess he's trying to de escalate some opposing players, and he gets shot by a spectator. Um, that's yeah, that's m one of the more unusual murders I guess we'll see that uh, we've seen this year. And the other thing is that they they don't have any arrests. Yeah, and the all the photos on the website, they're one definitely is very clear. Really, like you, okay. And he's not like a generic looking man. Okay, so yeah, so somebody must know something. Then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you're maybe in the Toronto area, maybe you want to go to our website and you can see the photos. So yeah, amazing. Okay. Yeah. Uh oh, I guess this one's also me. Uh oh, so there was a death of a man who was found in the water in uh, Garden Hill First Nation. Uh, where is, what province is this, Tammy? Uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, I'll go through <laughs> I'll, the rest of it I'll and you, you get it back to me. Uh, Island Lake RCMP received a report of a deceased male on the Garden Hill First Nation on October 20th at approximately 5 p.m. Uh, on arrival, police located a 40-year-old man in the water and determined he was the victim of homicide. Uh, the cause of death has not been released at this time. Uh, as a result of the investigation, four men from the community were taken to a custody for a court appearance scheduled for October 24th, 2022. Uh, Terry Manias, 26, has been charged with second-degree murder, and the following three males were charged with accessory after the fact. So that's Lester McDonald, or sorry, Lester McDougall, 36, uh, Thurston Wood, 21, and Kerwin Keno, uh, 19. So Garden Hill First Nation is in Saskatchewan. Ah, okay. Richard King dies following a serious assault at the Atlantic Institution in Renus, New Brunswick. Blackville RCMP detachment responded to a report of an assault at the Atlantic Institution on October 6th at approximately 5.20 p.m. Police said a 49-year-old inmate at the facility was located badly injured in his cell. He was transported to hospital with what were believed to be life-threatening injuries where he later died. The victim has since been identified by multiple outlets as Richard King, originally of Haynesville. He was serving a sentence for second-degree murder of a Woodstock man in 2006. Uh, no other information has been released at this time, and we will try to update it when it becomes available. 
So, so yeah, um, and no arrests then. Well, I guess they're in jail. Yeah, but they're already there, they're but, already, but they yeah, no one said they haven't said so, and ha- they haven't really said how he was, was killed. killed but no. I'm sure it was e- probably either a beating or a stabbing, yeah. right? Yeah, if it's jail or prison, rather, I guess. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the next one, the I I H I T. I think that's the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team in British Columbia uh, investigates after a man and woman were found deceased in a vehicle in Burnaby, BC. Um, actually, Burnaby was where the police officer was killed as well then. So, yeah, so I the, think it might have been the same day too. Really? Okay. Um, so Burnaby RCMP responded to a report of two deceased people in a vehicle in the area of Alpha Avenue and Venable Street on October 17th at approximately 1.45 p.m. Uh, on arrival, police uh, located a man and a woman dead in a vehicle. Uh, the cause of death has not been released at this time. Homicide investigators are looking for witnesses or anyone with dash cam video footage. Uh, update, and we have an update then. Uh, the f- victims have been identified as Keisha Gary, uh, 24, and 30-year-old Umair Kasim of Coquitlam. Uh, investigators said they've both been reported missing to Coquitlam RCMP, but police did not share their relationship. Uh, anyone with information is asked to contact the IHIT information line at one eight seven seven five five one uh H I I H I T which is four 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 eight or by email at I H I T info at RCMP dash GRC dot G C dot C A. So yeah, um I guess we don't yeah, we don't know what the relationship is. Um Yeah. We don't know cause of death. Um no. but yeah, they're in a they were in a car together. So all right, so uh, we're now on to the next part of the podcast uh, when we do these monthly ones. Uh, this is n- notable updates, updates and arrests from previous cases. Okay, so Ottawa police identified human remains located in September as Mary Papa, uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing this correctly, Papa TZ, who was reported missing in 2017. Uh, that's spelled P-A-P-A-T-S-I-E. Um, so the backstory, Ottawa police were alerted after possible human remains were dug up at a construction site on Deschamps Avenue near DeRosier Street in the after, on the afternoon of September 28th. Uh, the remains were taken to in for forensic identification. On October 30th, police announced that the victim had been identified as 39-year-old Mary Papizi of Ottawa. Uh, Papizi was really reported, uh, reported missing in April of 2017 and was last seen in the Vanier area of the city. On April 27th of 2017, uh, the cause of death has not been released at this time. Uh, according to report reports, she was originally from Pang near Tung, Nunavut, uh, on Baffin Island. She was a mother of 10 children. Um, anyone with information is asked to contact the Ottawa Police Service Homicide Unit at 613-236-1222, extension 5493. Uh, also, anonymous tips can be submitted by calling Crime Stoppers toll-free at one 800 uh, 222-8477 or crimestoppers.ca. Um, yeah, I, it's always interesting, uh, in these cases, um, well, actually probably only us considers it interesting just more when, when is the date, when, what, what year is the homicide considered in that? So obviously, yeah, I don't know. She's so. been missing since 2017. Uh, I believe the police and I assume like the police, uh, report to, to, um, rather uh, report to Statistics Canada, I would assume they would say, like, 
this would be considered a murder this year? Because I remember there was a case, it was in Hamilton, where they found a bone in that. Yeah. And then they said it was, they specifically said it was a murder this year, even though the weird one about that one, like uh, I'm rambling now, but like <laughs> they had found the bone a while ago, like several years before that. And then only that year they figured out it was a bone of the, and the person in that. And then they said it was, it was, the murder was that year, even though they found the bone three years ago. So like. Yeah. It's almost like when they decided yeah, a homicide. Yeah. When they decided a homicide. So. It's, um, I guess the thing is obviously the, obviously the victim is still dead. Yeah. Um, and there's, it's still been, a, it, it's obviously a murder. Um, and, but yeah, it's, you know, for us and I suppose Statistic Canada when trying to track like which murders are which, then yeah, it makes, sort of makes a difference. But yeah. At the end of the day, it's still homicide. Uh, so yeah. Okay. RCMP Major Crime Service determined missing woman Kendera Ballantyne was the victim of a homicide. Ballantyne died as a result of a homicide and said she had been missing since July 26, 2019. So that's another one that is we've counted as this year because okay, yeah. they've decided. Investigators are asking anyone who has information regarding her whereabouts and activities at the end of June 2019 or any other information related to her disappearance and death to contact RCMP tip line at 431-489-8106. So there's like no information about this other than that. Yeah, that they believe that, she's dead yeah. as a homicide. So like they like they don't we don't know if they found a body. Uh, yeah. Like nothing. Nothing. Uh, what province is that? I believe that. Mm, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to look that up too. All right. I'll go to the next one and we'll get <laughs> okay. back to that. Okay. Uh, Eric Liu was found guilty of murdering his mother over an insurance policy. Uh, so Ming Chen, uh, also known as Teresa Hsien, uh, the owner of a successful chain of spas, uh, who barely survived a vicious knife attack in November, uh, uh, I guess of, uh, 2014, uh, vanished several days, uh, ago, I guess, well, uh, I guess in 2015, and she's now feared dead. So Hsien was found April 10th, uh, 2015, uh, deceased behind the wheel of her BMW in a Mississauga parking lot, uh, which she was thought to be driving when she went missing. Uh, the body had obvious signs of trauma when found, uh, police said. Um, on May 14, 2019, a jury found Justine Ordinio guilty of first-degree murder, and he was sentenced to life imprisonment without the chance of parole for 25 years. And then subsequently, Mike Mark Ducrum was found guilty of first-degree murder on November 4th, 2021. And so the update is that a Brampton jury has convicted a Miss Saga man of first-degree murder for uh, masterminding uh, the brutal stabbing death of his mother over her $1 million insurance policy. So Eric Liu uh, was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years, as well as being prohibited for possessing any we weapons for life. Uh, yeah, so in this case, I guess it was November 13th, uh, Mian Chen was, uh, survived a stabbing, uh, where she received life-threatening life, uh, life <laughs> stab wounds to the neck and stomach, and so no, no, no suspect was, um, arrested in that case, but yeah, so three yeah. people were here, so yeah, that's... Seems kinda... weird, like, did her son try before and it didn't work? Yeah, you wonder, for sure. Yeah. So, like, if it was only, like, pretty... Uh, like a very short time period in that where yeah. she was stabbed and then um, I guess and also she was stabbed again I guess in yeah. her case so so a weird one yeah I don't know so yeah so I, I guess like there's what well, I guess this month yeah there's been a, a couple um, parents killed I guess yeah by their children so um, yeah 
Um, so Kendera Ballantyne is from Manitoba. Oh, okay. Christoph so- Soka of Hamilton has been charged in relation to an overdose death in St. Catharines. Niagara Region Police were called to a business in the area of Welland Avenue and Geneva Street in St. Catharines on the report of a male who was unresponsive and appeared to be experiencing an overdose on July 22nd at approximately 7 p.m. The 26-year-old man was rushed to hospital where he was pronounced deceased on July 30th. Niagara Regional Police Opioid Enforcement and Education Unit and the St. Catharines Detective Office and Homicide Unit determined that the death was directly attributed to the consumption of fentanyl. So that's been happening more often lately. Yeah, it's, it's I guess for us in that, I, um, obviously we, like, we care a lot about statistics in that. And I guess the one problem is obviously... There's many overdoses now of fentanyl in Canada. Like yeah, a lot. Um, yeah, and but whether you, or not you get charged is yeah, it's very arbitrary and it seems very yeah. rare. Yeah, I think like I think I believe like I could be wrong. I should probably check it, but I think there's a lot more overdose deaths now in Canada than there's homicides. So if oh probably yeah, if the police yeah. started counting like every fentanyl over, overdose as a homicide, then there we'd have a lot of like that would swamp the, all the. I don't want to like basically regular homicides and that. Yeah, so, do you think it's like a, a squeaky wheel thing? Like I yeah, you wonder that too, or maybe there was something. Maybe uh, these cases and that. Maybe there, there's something about them specifically in that. That I don't know exactly what why why they would charge them in this instance. But yeah, you could be right. It could be like a squeaky wheel where, you know, for some people, no one's going to complain. But then maybe in yeah. this case, someone did that. Um, I don't know. I suppose. I wonder. Tr- you wonder too, maybe it could be like maybe they gave them another drug that was cut with fentanyl, and then yeah, maybe I guess you uh, never know, right? Yeah, so I, I suppose that's a possibility too. But yeah, it's it seems to happen every once in a while, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's obviously yeah, it it's uh, yeah, I guess for us, obviously, it's kind of inside baseball, like where we care a lot, like we're trying to compare, like oh, we're, what's happening statistically and that, like over the years and in different regions and that. But uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's not that many per year that happen, but yeah, it's, no, it's definitely, feel, but there's more than there was. There's definitely more. Yeah. There definitely is. Uh, okay, so all right, so yeah, that's the end of this episode, uh, episode thirty-one. Um, we'll be back, I guess, with our November. Uh, one, I guess, probably in another month. Um, that'll be 32. And I think we were working on a Barry Sherman episode. So Yeah, so that might be 32. Yeah, that I might be 32. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I'm away next week. Not that it matters. We weren't going to release one anyways. But uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe when I come back, I'll do some work on the Sherman one. Uh, yeah, so our website is homicidecanada.com. Uh, yeah, just to reiterate. Uh, we basically try to have a page for every homicide. And then we have pages for all the provinces, the, the major municipalities. Uh, our email is info at homicidecanada.com. You can tell us if we missed a murder in your municipality or province or if there's anything else you would like to say. Uh, our Twitter is homicide underscore Canada. Uh, our DMs are always open. And yeah, you can look us up on Facebook or on Instagram. Uh, it's another way you can keep track of us and that. So yeah, so yeah, for this, this month's episode, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>